We all, none of us really know. <laughs> none of us I know. really know. I know. No, I, I know. I know. Perfect timing, Keith. Keith, what's up? Your favorite movie of all time. F9. Oh, good. How is there any other choice than Remember the Titans being number one? I'm curious. (laughs) I'm spoiling mine, but... Well, let's let's see. Here we go. Yeah, that's a good good question. I'm not even on top of you. You shouldn't be talking at this point. <laughs> and we're live, everybody. Welcome back to Apocalypse Movies and Apocalypse Now, our weekly hangout he- show here on the channel as we talk movies, television, and anything around them. My name is Jake Berlin. I'm your host this week. Uh, and I'm joined by uh, two members of the regular crew, plus one extra who has been on this channel plenty of times. Uh, and this might be the uh, most anticipated episode of his life on this channel. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll go ahead and start with the gentleman up here, top with me, Mr. Brian Avalcino. What is up, man? Oh, nothing. Just another day. Jacob, are the kids acting wild at your side? Oh, of course, man. I I just had a crazy day at school. Thank you, Brian, for recommending wonderful school that we work. I I never once ever said you should work there. I said sub. You decided to work there, so, and you just uh, you're, and you muted yourself, <laughs> <laughs> or your mic got unplugged or something. So while we're having technical difficulties, Mr. Dom Brown, what's up, man? Yeah, I, I needed to talk, so I'm I muted him. Um, <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing great. You know, we're living in the post Dune world now, so you know, I'm 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 ready to talk some movies. Uh, well, like post, post Dune World, but officially pre Dune Two World. That's what I was just about to say. Two World, correct? correct. We'll, we'll definitely get to, um, and we have we have a lot to discuss tonight. Uh, they totally planned that for us to talk about today. Of course, of course. Jacob, are you back online? Nope. No, you're not. <laughs> Go ahead and back out and see what happens. Back out and see what happens. Hopefully, your mic just didn't break. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Well, while we wait for Mr. Bartley to figure things out there, um, we have a great show tonight. If you guys see the thumbnail and the title, it is uh, all Dune, all Denis Villeneuve um, for the entire show. We're going to be spending about 45 minutes breaking everything down about Dune Part 1, because it officially is Part 1 here on the channel. Oh, goodness, Jacob. Thank you so much for that. Um, And then we'll be getting into director uh, Denis V's uh filmography ranking we're going to be ranking his six big uh big budget american films the the films that uh the majority of the public have seen he has many films that came beforehand um but we're going to be into the six of them which is enemy prisoners sicario arrival blade road 2049 and doom so uh, the fact that you didn't like forcibly try to take over as host still bothers me like you know Jacob, Brian, you guys want to host? And both Jacob and I were like, what? No. Well, you know, I wanted to spread the love a little bit. I wanted to spread the love. Yeah. We were both uh, like, no. All right, it should be working now. Yeah. 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 There we go. And I agree with doing, Brian. Man? I was like, I was like, what? Jake doesn't want to host. But I also get it too, though. Sometimes you want to save your energy for just for like 
to talk about the movie. So it could have gone either way. I'm probably going to call in sick tomorrow after this episode. I'll tell you right now. This, <laughs> this episode is about to be crazy, y'all. How many times um, have you watched it? I'm saving that for a little bit later. <laughs> He's uh, watching it right now. It's I, all yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it, might, it, might, it may or not be playing on my phone currently as we're talking. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so we'll be getting to Dune and we'll be getting to Denis V. That's all I'm going to call him because it's a lot easier. Denis V. Um, but as usual here on, uh, on Apocalypse Now, we start the show off with uh, one little segment here uh, where we challenge each other to watch movies we've never seen before. And that is called the Movie Watching Challenge. Um, and it's a weekly segment on this show that we do where one of us gets to challenge one of the other four of us to watch a movie we've never seen before. Um, there are some rules to that as far as who we can and cannot challenge. And we do have a list to choose from. Uh, I chose Jacob Bartley last week to watch Enemy from Denis V, which is perfect. Uh, no. Perfect timing. Um, and so uh, Jacob's going to be uh, reviewing that, talking about that here quickly. And then we'll be getting into who he's going to be challenging next. But Jacob, it's an all Denis V episode tonight. Give me some good yeah. words on Enemy, man. I was just going to, like, I, when I was in the middle of the movie, I watched it this morning. And... I was thinking, wait a minute, Jake planned this out perfectly, so it's all a Denny Villeneuve episode. Like, literally, the movie watching challenge. That there's news about Dune two. There's we're talking about the movie. We're doing the rankings, but I don't mind at all. Um, Jake, when you s talked about this, I think you said it was a Jacob movie type movie, and you were hundred percent on the mark with that. I, look here, there's a whole bunch of reasons why I love this movie, but. One thing I will say, it's one of those movies that has an ambiguous ending, but also the whole entire movie is ambiguous. You don't really know for sure what's going on. It's kind of left to interpretation. I normally don't like that. I really liked the way he handles that in this movie. And Jake Gyllenhaal, I, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I know he's Jake best Berlin's, working actor on the planet. Jake Berlin's favorite actor. On the um, I'll call him number two after DiCaprio, but we can have that debate. Another than day. But uh, I like, first of all, his hair is on point in this whole movie. <laughs> his hair looks so damn good. But also, I love the movie just first starts and you have I don't know what's going on. You're just watching him live his life. And he looks because the character, one of the characters is depressed. And like Jake Gyllenhaal wears that so well, like he looks miserable, but he's acting right. Like that's the role of the character. He's, he's done many roles like that where he kind of has like this depression yeah. uh, state of mind to his character. And it's just like, there's no dialogue. You're just watching him go through his daily motions and you could just see it in his face. Like he's just like, there's no point to life. Like that's just the way the character looks. And I, yeah. And I like the runtime. It, I like how it's, it's only an hour and a half. It was like a perfect runtime. And I, the thing is, the only thing I knew about this movie was that somehow a spider was involved. That's all I know. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, what? First of all, the first scene was crazy, is weird, but it makes sense when you watch the rest of the movie. It's the, the underground club, if you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to talk about this movie without spoiling it. I don't know how far I want to go. But I will say that don't, don't it, spoil it for Brian. Don't spoil it. For yeah, Brian. no, I won't spoil because I like I was talking to Gio earlier today. I was like, Gio, you have to watch Enemy. Like, I don't want to ruin this movie for you. It's it's like a must see. And I just love the way it handles things. And it's like you are kind of left to decide for yourselves what what you think about it. And I'm 
I'm pretty sure I've leaned towards one side on how it, on what the whole meaning of the movie is, and and I'm pretty solid on that. But overall, I I was on, and this is weird because it's a slow movie. I was on the edge of my seat this whole entire movie, and it's a slow movie, and that was really weird. And you're kind of like, huh, what's going on? The score is amazing. Scores absolutely. I don't know who did the score. I should have looked that up, but it is it is done really really well. And it it the movie's kind of eerie. Like you don't. It's not a comfortable movie, and and I mean that in a good way. But yeah, man, I. Whew, this is one of those where I you need to watch it more than once, and like I I want to go back and watch it more than once. So without spoiling it, this is the best version of an ambiguous ending I've. I, me personally, have ever witnessed because I, I normally don't like those. More like, than Inception? Like, not Inception. Look, I love Inception, but I don't like ambiguous ending. Really? Birdman, I love Birdman. I don't like really? the ending. Yeah, I and I've told, uh, like I've told Gio this a million times, but this one I liked. I think it's because the whole movie was kind of ambiguous, so it it left that. But yes, amazing. I don't think I've ever said this, but this might be my favorite movie I was ever challenged to. Like, <laughs> this might be. this. It's up there. That's Love a it. win, baby. Love it. That's a win. Yeah. I'm interested to see where it is on your ranking then, after now just watching it. So You uh, will see. And we'll, Well, my rankings are interesting, but we'll get to that. I, I know your rankings are interesting, because we have a moment on this channel from, from the past that I still watch sometimes that blows my mind but we'll get to that later on as oh we get yeah to our, that's true that's right the movie ranking uh later on in the show um, and I know yeah, my so, my review was kind of wishy-washy it's because i was trying to avoid spoilers basically. it's it's like, definitely yeah. a movie that you don't want to spoil it's, a, it's yeah. a movie that you don't want to spoil uh for all for all of you uh, who may just be joining us jacob just reviewed the denis v film enemy uh a part of our movie watching challenge segment now he's going to be challenging someone else on the panel um to watch a film and uh so jacob you are not able to challenge myself or Brian, which left up Keith or Geo. Who are you challenging, and who or what movie are you challenging them to? Yeah, so obviously, I my choices were Keith or Geo, and you know, I was looking. Now that we get to choose the movie, um, there's a movie that I had challenged Geo once before, only once before, and um, it's a movie that I watched in school, and I it's a classic, and I love it, and I actually think that Gio would like it a lot too and that is Casablanca the <laughs> classic film it is you know I love older movies and because it kind of takes you to that time period because everything around it is influenced by the era it was made and this is a great example of that and it's it's a classic movie and it's very uh, it's really good so I want Gio to watch Casablanca I like it I'm very interested to hear his thoughts on this one yeah me too because I it can go either way, honestly. It can go either way. Uh, Brian and Dom, have you guys seen Casablanca? You think I've seen? I think I watched it in a film class, to be honest. Uh, but it, it is one of those films where, no matter who you are, what kind of movies you watch, you've always seen that ending scene somehow. Exactly. Somewhere. Yeah. True. Um, so you're kind of. I feel like everyone's familiar with that movie, whether it was like. You have like movie Inception where it's playing in a movie and it's always that one scene. Mm -hmm. like people people know that scene. Agreed. Good call. Um, okay, before we get to some Dune discussion here, uh, I do want to bring up something Mr. Sarger has been asking here in the comments about our watch-alongs as far as what we're going to be doing. Um, Sarger, they, they are on the schedule. 
Uh, it just comes down to whether or not we are going to be able to execute them. Uh, some planning as as of late, later in the year with the holidays and some stuff that's been going on. We haven't been able to get one out as far as in person like we have been wanting to. We are discussing that, and so there should be some news soon. Hopefully, um, we'll have one out in either early November or December. If not, then we're definitely going to start them back up in, in January as the new year kicks off. Um, so you will see those very, very soon. With that all said, let's get to this, guys, because we have a lot a lot to talk about. Um, Dune is finally here. We have been waiting for this movie for quite a long time, uh, not just because of production and, and uh, you know, all of that stuff as far as the movie being made, but, you know, COVID hit us. It hit us, and this movie was delayed, one of the big delayed movies from last year. We were supposed to get it over a year ago, um, and we finally got it. It is here. We were all able to watch it last week, maybe once, maybe multiple times. Um, I want this to kind of be an open discussion a little bit, kind of bounce off of each other, bring a point up, talk about, bring a point up, talk about it. But I want to start with everyone's kind of initial reactions, uh, a little bit of a lead up as well, your feelings going into it, and then ultimately how you felt afterwards. And then we'll kind of get into some specifics on characters, story points, uh, where it goes from here, etc. Um, let's just go ahead and go across the line and, and go around the horn here. And I'll start with Brian. Uh, lead up, anticipation, feelings afterwards. What did you think, man? Oh, well, anticipation was like sky high. I mean, I've been saying last week, this week, and next, the week after are like, for me, like the best movie three weeks since before pandemic. I've got Dune last week, last night in Soho this week, and Eternals the week after. It's like, yes, give me back movies like this. So I'm pumped because Dune was like the kickoff of it. And this movie, I mean, was like what <laughs> kind of created Star Wars. It was this big thing that I've heard about for years and years and years and always kind of like wanted to watch the movie, but I always heard it was trash. Uh, and then come to find out they're remaking it. So I was stoked to see it. And it was fun going because we went in IMAX and people were hyped. Like it felt like old time movie. Like everyone's there to see this blockbuster. Um, the I'll be honest, the first watching, I came out going like in my head, I was like, that was good. Like that's, I was just like, that was good. I, my biggest problem was I had a hard time understanding a lot of it, like hearing it. Uh, it could just be me, but I felt like a lot of it was like, mum not mumbly, but like, I don't know. I just couldn't had a hard time understanding. It. You're not so the only it. one who had that problem. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I rewatched it at home with subtitles on and that made all the difference. Now I'm like, oh, now that I know like what's going on, like, whose names who because like i could barely hear like i walked out of there not knowing what the name of the uh benny jesuit people were i could never hear or understand what they were saying so like now i'm like putting things together and stuff um so i, I the second time it made me go from like oh this is good to like how am i going to wait two years for the next one so, um, yeah, I, I, and I, within the next week, probably watch it again. Um, it's funny. It feels kind of like, in a way, like when you first discover like 
Star Wars or something like that, where you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> then you watch it again. And then you're just like, it's one of those ones that you just keep watching and you are definitely going to learn more and more and more. So I'm into it. I'm kind of hooked. I mean, I downloaded all the prequel comics for Jake and I. So like, I'm I'm in. It hooked me. It hooked me. Jacob? Um, Yeah, I like I wish I could say something different, you know, but uh, I kind of like Brian. I wasn't uh, like disappointed when I came out at all. No, I I personally like to let a film settle in my mind. Like, I don't want to give my thoughts when I first walk out of a theater. Like we talk, we were talking afterwards, but we didn't like say how we felt about the movie necessarily. But I, I honestly watching it in the theaters, <laughs> I rarely feel like this the whole entire time. I was like, I don't want this movie to end. I don't want this movie to end. Like, please don't end. And I knew it was a longer movie, like two thirty something. Uh, and I, I was like, Oh, cool. We got like an hour and a half left. Awesome. This felt because we've gone to that IMAX theater a lot and to see some big movies. I don't remember like any having such a special experience other than The Force Awakens, to be honest, in that movie theater. Because yes, we saw we saw the the sequel sequels there for Star Wars, and those those were good experiences, but n- nothing tops that Force Awakens experience. But this actually comes close which is crazy to say because like i have no attachment to dune i i don't never read the novels i never even seen the the prior movie i i'm a fan of denny villeneuve but he's not like my favorite like jake like he is jake's so like i i knew the myth i knew the history of like of dune and stuff but like barely so i went in like without super super like with not i wasn't super invested and i came out like this is a special movie it really is. And while maybe I have some questions about a couple things, I think those things that I was questionable about are things from the novel that you couldn't avoid as through the adaptation. So I I loved it. Very, very special film. Dom? Um, so I'll start off with about a few weeks ago, I was on the show and we did our our rankings for our most excited oh, films yeah, for yeah. the rest of the year. And I said my number one was No Time to Die. Went and saw that, had a great time. And obviously that ended a chapter for Bond. So I had that like two week period of like, dang, Bond's like over. But then there was Dune and it's this new story that again, yeah, I'm like all you guys never saw the original movie. I don't read books. It's not that I can't, it's just I don't. Um, so I, I can't, I, I didn't know anything. I, I know nothing. Um, so I, I tried to keep it that way. I stayed off of line and didn't want spoilers or even know who the characters were. So I literally came in there, blank canvas, and was just rocked, rocked my socks. And, um, you know, I, I came out of the movie kind of the same thing where like I, I knew I wanted to talk about it, but I just didn't know if I could articulate what I wanted to say. Um, but it was, yeah, great experience. Um, I'm hoping to go back here soon to theaters to see it again. 
I have never had a cinematic experience like this in my entire life. Wow. Um, I and there's a you guys can shake your head and not roll your eyes at me all you want. That's fine. But there are different versions of cinematic experiences. This an Avengers game and game is a different kind of cinematic experience as far as payoffs and storylines of characters I love. I've never had a cinematic experience in the sense of something I've never experienced before blowing me away, right? That I don't nothing about. I just like Dom, it it was a blank canvas for me. I didn't read the books. I knew of the story. I knew of you know House of Trades and and what Dune was and kind of the sandworms and like this the very, very small basics of this story. But ultimately I am a very fresh eye to what this entire story is. And to be able to have this kind of story be as cinematic and as impactful as it was to me after having as high of an anticipation as I did for this movie, I was very surprised. I knew I knew going in that there was no way I wasn't going to like it, but I didn't ever realize I was going to love it as much as I have. Um, after the movie, uh, so we got home super late, but the next morning, uh, I, I know I said it last week, but I flew out. I, I flew out for the weekend and I actually spent an hour at the airport deep diving everything to it. <laughs> I, I went down a flipping. Oh, no. Hole. Did you like spoil I, it? Here? I went down a complete rabbit hole. Do you know how the thing I, ends? Can I talk? Goodness. <laughs> no. I, I, I looked into everything. I have the books coming my way. Like I... I went into this afterwards just like, holy crap, this to me, like we've said this many times on this channel about certain properties that happen and and maybe some new stories that pop up. You know, what can be the next Star Wars, right? The original trilogy that has big of an impact on cinema as that original trilogy did, this is it, okay? There's two franchises in the history of my time that I can think of that have done that to cinema. One is Star Wars, two is Lord of the Rings. This is it. This has that formula to be just as good or big as something like Star Wars, The Lord of the Rings. Also, for people who may be arguing against this ending, this ending is the exact same ending as you got in Fellowship of the Ring. It is the exact same ending. Characters walking off in the distance <laughs> and the movie ends. That is how it ends. It. So for all of you who may be saying like, oh, it didn't have an ending. Like, what, what is that? Go back and watch Lord of the Rings. It's literally the same thing. Sam and Frodo, you see them on a freaking boat just rowing their little selves away, and that's the end of the movie. This one, you see Paul and, and his mom, Lady Jessica, walking away. That's the end of the movie. So all I'm saying People is... People are really complaining about that? 100%. 100%. Oh. All I'm so saying, is, saying is... my th This... I was blown away. Which is very hard because you guys know how anticipated I was for this movie. It was my most anticipated movie for the last two and a half years over anything. And yeah, it's I'm obsessed now. Like I'm I'm 100 <laughs> obsessed with everything. Dude. So you're gonna actually like read it? You're not gonna audiobook it? Uh, I'm pro. Uh, well, I, I have them on their way, so I might end up reading. Um, but we'll we'll see. We'll see how far that those goes. things are. <laughs> well you know what's also a good experience is doing both at the same time to be honest I've, yeah i do that. i've done that too i did that with the lord of the rings books and it's actually a really good experience um okay so with our initial reactions out of the way let's get into some specifics where do we want to start 
There's got to be one starting point here. Maybe someone wants to bring something up that we can kind of riff off of each other. Anybody so, got anything? Can I start with my, like, other than the, um, the me having a hard, hard time understanding, I'll go with my other knock that I had. And this is honestly the only other knock that I had. Um, I... So I didn't do like your type of research like you did, but I just kind of like went on Wikipedia to see like if there was like a little extra like info of like setting it up and stuff that I could understand. And there was a lot of info that like they didn't cover that like flew over my head. And when I read it, and then watched it a second time, I was like, oh, and now I get it. I, they're, they're not going to put a crawl, right? Because I mean, Star Wars, I don't know how George Lucas got away with basically stealing Dune and making Star Wars. First off, the whole entire time I was watching Dune, I was going, Star Wars stole it. Star Wars stole it. But, um, so like, I wish there would have been kind of like a, like a setup, you know, how like solo kind of did like that, like the words that kind of like came across, yeah. set the scene. Um, because I didn't, I didn't know that like they're so far into the future that they don't believe in technology in a sense of like um, machines and stuff like that. Um it's like outlawed, like machines are outlawed. There's like no mechanical, whatever you want to call it, computers. Um, and that the only like form of computers are the people where their eyes go white. Like that one guy that, so like those types, huh? It's chief security. Yeah. They're called something. I think it starts with an M. Um, but like, just like a little bit, I would have loved just a teeny bit of like what this world. Well, I, I think, I mean, so the movie starts off and it gives you a year and it's instead of it being four digits, it's actually five digits. And so, yeah, that, so we know it's in the future. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a huge indication of it being like, OK, well, well, that's a long ways away. Um, But also, and I know we've had this conversation with plenty of other adaptations in the past, but uh, we also have to keep in mind that a director doesn't have to adapt every single thing that happens in the book. I'm not saying he has and to. So, I'm well, saying my opinion is I would have liked a little bit more information than just being just thrown into like the future. I would have well, liked to know like what I felt they went just straight into it. And I was very confused. Like, how many houses are there? What, like, I think you just got to kind of learn as you go with these I guess. Movies. Also, like, I, I, it, I think it plays into what the, the story of what is being told at this time. This time, this specific movie, it was about these two houses. That's all. That's why there was no emperor. That's why we saw uh, Atreides' home planet and, uh, and the Mentons. That's what it was. It wasn't M. Thank you. And so, I, I just, I, 
And I understand what you're saying, Brian. Like, I, I under, I will always want movies to give me some more information sometimes. But I'm looking at this movie and uh, thinking, is it House Harkonnen or uh, Har- Harkonnen? Harkonnen, Harkonnen, yeah. Um, it, I, I just think that it was so set on being Atreides versus Harkonnen that you didn't really need to, until the next one, you don't need to explain like or show the Emperor or the I'm idea not, of machine think- or anything. And I, well, I'm, I'm just saying like that. That's the story that I think was its focus on is. It's just focused on these two houses, so why should And I'm I'm fine with that. But what I'm saying is I would have liked to know the world that they're living in at this time. Like, I didn't know that all computer technology was all banned. Well, I think what what Jake's saying, too, in this story. Exactly. Maybe it's not in this world. Yeah. There's a chance he, that, it, that he's not adapting that. Part. What was he watching? What did he call those video books or something when he was yeah. studying the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the it planet? was some type yeah. of like thing, whatever. But um, yeah, there were just certain things that I read that I was like, oh, I wish they would have just like, even just like a line of like, like, we don't use those anymore. Like, so, just something, just like give it a little something. Like, because to me, that made like the eye flippy people that more much more important and well, yeah like, i i was thinking like i had to research those guys like, yeah what about them and now you know what they were doing right when yeah like because all yeah. of a sudden they're just doing these ginormous calculations and i'm like whoa like what who has do people have powers like and stuff but now i know like they're like supercomputers essentially because they outlawed computers they like so like that just that was literally the only thing i would have just liked a, just a teensy bit like more groundwork that was the only major complaint that i had well that's it like everything else totally fine i just wish i just had just like a little bit more setup to understand like the world because i'm assuming this is going to spin off like wildfire at from what this group like what this is going to do so just kind of like give me just a little bit of base did they already announce a series like or no or is that didn't uh, they say like a series uh i think it might have been a rumor but i hope that they don't do a single spinoff until this story is done no i agree they should just very 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 large just real quick kevin matthew real quick uh i got the first six the first six to answer your question real quick um well, okay, so outside of that, what what should we get to? Should we get to uh maybe the story of of Atreides in general and you know the destruction of House Atreides uh Jeez. and all of that um, stuff? I mean this cast <laughs> Fuego. The, say it again. The cast. Oh well, how about the fact that all the cast is dead? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's, that's interesting. Well, I have something that ties into Atreides that I that it was probably my favorite thing about the whole movie is that I love that this movie ends up being a story of a son and a mother on an adventure an action adventure together. I freaking love that. Can we name like there's been movies in history where there's a mother and son going through a journey together or whatever, but have we had like a big like franchise type thing where you have a mother and a son like I, I don't know. I love this, and like basically, maybe the last third of the movie, they're together the whole entire time, and they're going through this journey together, trying to survive. And that really stuck with me. Like 
that was really cool because we've seen a bunch of father son stuff in in Star Wars and in a ton of things, but like I don't know if that's if how prominent it is in the novel. I'm sure somebody could tell me, but I just love this connection to his mother. How she's the one who kind of betrayed him and has been kind of manipulating him this whole time but also it's for a reason and then also they're going on this journey together and they're going through these things but i don't want to jump to the end of the movie but you know that look rebecca ferguson makes at the end of the movie she's like oh hell like she's not okay with what's going on and i'm like this is such a great setup and it I thought that relationship well, that's, was that's, handled that's beautifully. A, it's a, it's a, so the word setup is, is a great transition into, so I, first of all, I did not go into this movie expecting Rebecca Ferguson to be the major cast member to survive out of all of them. Yeah, I, me neither. It yeah. never, never crossed my mind that we would have seen uh, Jason Momoa, Oscar Isaac, and many others die. Um, <laughs> and, and the way that they died, the fact that they are very, they're not in this movie very much because there's so much going on. Hey. We don't know if Josh Brolin's dead or not, do we? Yeah, no. I hope not. He, I hope not. That that'd be a very no. Uh, he probably is. He probably is. That'd be a very unfortunate off-screen death. I do think you want me? Be, do you want me to say no? No. You totally <laughs> you for yourself. We don't. No, no. So I didn't. I didn't get this from my deep dive. This 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 story was part of the 1984 film. No. That's why. No, thank you. Um, we don't. I, I can say off camera if you guys want me to, or if you want nope. me to tell you at all. But it's it's really not that big of a deal what what happens. No. Um, but anyway, I, what I was getting at is um, the the world building, the yeah. the world building with this Great. story was insane, and it got you in right away, right? Like it's a very it's a very interesting combination of like. Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones with you know houses. it actually feels more like Game of Thrones than Lord of the it Rings does, to me because it of really the houses did. and the different families that are trying to take over and that they all fall under this this emperor who is very King's Landing ish obviously um, there's a lot of similarities in how it all happens there's five great houses we've only seen two to this point. Um, just the world building and the size of everything and, and how kind of everything works and how primitive it really is, but also futuristic, right? Like when you think futuristic, you think of something like Star Wars or something super, super hardcore sci-fi like Star Trek. But this is still very grounded in how we live our lives, but also in a very futuristic world with like mutations and how these people work, right? And, uh, you know, Baron Harkonnen, and then we have the Furman, with their eyes and they live so long on the planet that they get these blue eyes and, and that's stuff that really kind of plays into the future aspect of everything. But uh, it's that whole like original sci-fi idea, right? Which we haven't seen in so long. That's not something that we have seen in a very, very long time. And it's some of the best world building I think I've seen in, in an incredibly long time with this size of a movie. I don't know about you guys, but. I wish that we would have seen more of Caldor. Cal their home mean? world, Caldor. Yeah, Caledon, or... yeah. That oh, world. Caledon, Caledon, Caledon. That oh, that world seemed dope. Like <laughs> it kind of seemed a little bit like an oceany kind of world. They're very much like. Well, he said. He said we have water power. We have we have sea power. We have sky yeah. power. We need desert powers. Yeah. 
Um, I, yeah. So, yeah, and they seem to, they obviously store everything down below and they have ships that can fly. And, Dude, um, the ships were massive. Mm-hmm. Massive. The yeah, shot, I mean, go ahead, Dom. The shot of uh, the ship that is underwater when they're when they're about to leave to go to Arrakis and slowly you slowly kind of start seeing the shape come out of the water. Yep. It comes out and starts flying and then uh Paul's characters like kind of watching walking the beach with them in the background. It was beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. That, the that cinematography, like everything about it is just as far as world building is, like that whole world was built for me with that I, scene. Like just I agree. I think they in. they set up the like the environment of the the whole world building perfectly because now I'm like, I just want to, you know, see what happens. And look, I, I agree with you, Jake. I want this story to be told first, this single story that they're focusing on, tell that first, then do other stuff later. But there's so much you can do in this world because of how well they set it up in one movie. Well, yeah, I mean, you can, you can go back in time to like all the number of Atreides men who were buried on that hill uh, mm-hmm. there were dozens of them, or you can go to something like how did the emperor come to power or that world? Because as we learn very quickly in this film, and it's not really the main focus, but it's an insanely political world. It yes. is or universe. I should say not world, but yeah. universe it's driven by politics. Um, and as, as Paul Timothy Chalamet says to his mother, lady Jessica, you know, you, you, you are guiding politics and you have throughout history. Um, they they are in the dark guiding all the politics as it happens so like what like how where why like what is going on there with that specific organization or or the emperor and, and his organization there's all kinds of things you can tell but i have no doubt that in sequels and we're just talking about part 2 at this moment but um i think that those stories will be told in those sequels i i think mm-hmm. you have to tell those stories uh Lady Jessica is is obviously going to be a big part of these sequels. Um, and the Emperor will no doubt be in the sequel in some capacity. Maybe a third movie heavily. Maybe they'll do the Star Wars thing where he's mentioned, he's barely seen, and then he's fully seen in the third movie. I don't know. I cannot wait to see who they cast as the... Per- that was the first thing I said when we walked out, Jake. Was- well, I'm curious. So we haven't talked about the, the Baron yet? Or- uh, yeah. Baron Harkonnen. Baron. So we haven't talked about him yet, but... Are there because the Baron is very specific the way he looks, the way he acts, certain things. Do we know anything about so the Emperor? Gross. Like, is I specific? I don't. I just I ah. uh, I know certain story elements of the Emperor, but don't again, they might they the might not be adapted to this to this universe because yeah, no, that's true. Of yeah. the way that certain things were set up in this movie, um, so it, I'll I'll just say that the Harkonnen are they look different in the books. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, even the Baron them, is different from the movie that they well, he, made. He designed them. The books. He designed them a, a very specific way that is very different from the way that they are described in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm interested to see like what the whole spine thing was all about. If we learn more about that with him, <laughs> I just figured he was too fat to walk. So, so just, I didn't know it was Stellan Skarsgård until the credits. To be honest, you didn't I, know that was Stellan Skarsgård. Like, I, it's so weird. I knew he was cast in the movie, but when I'm in the movie, I'm not even thinking about who was in this movie. I'm just watching it. It's and the then, voice for me. It's and then the at voice. the end, I'm like, this, oh, yeah, that's Stellan Skarsgård. That such good casting. And I remember I've seen bits and pieces of the old movie. They did the 
the 80s movie, I think it was. They did not handle the Baron well in that movie. Tom, what were you saying? Yeah. I thought his spine, the little red dot, was how he levitated. I thought that was like a mechanism that. Then he too fat to walk. Yeah. Or maybe something happened to his legs. Because I heard, I read he's supposed to be 600 pounds. So. I mean, he looks, he, he looks 600 pounds. He's really, he's very tall, right? Like taller than we, that they cut. They didn't really show him when he was up straight. I think he was just floating. I kind of like that they didn't show him floating, to be honest, because I understand the Baron is written the way he is in the novel, right? And he's kind of weird and like. He's disgusting. Gross looking and stuff. And like. You have to. They, I think they adapted it the best they could have. It's still just a weird character. Well, it fits the world that he's setting up. Yeah, right. Like having like this super, like like I know you guys are talking about like he's gross and nasty. The gross and nasty part was him eating the way he did against mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Leto Atreides. But like, they yeah. also made him very menacing when he kills the doctor. Yeah, I was like, damn, he's he's not messing around. Yeah. So which gross. was unfortunate he but he headed him i didn't even realize that but you if you the first time he like drops oh the head. did he yeah it's you don't really see it it's kind of yeah. off to the well, side but he turns around and drops the head and then he starts talking to well he probably has enough strength to do that they did a good job of Crazy. like making it violent without showing the violence i love the way that it was shot certain certain aspects yeah. like he like you said it it was it could have easily been an R-rated film, but it didn't ever get to that like. Point. It didn't have to be R-rated, no. and a good example is when Dave Batista is beheading like a bunch of dudes in a row. You're but not they showing don't show it. it. Like yeah. they show him swing, but then you don't see the heads. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, was this, this not R-rated, rated, is it? No. no. Oh, okay. For a second, I was like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. no. Um, let's let's talk about some characters. We talked about a little bit of world building. We talked a little bit about Atreides and and you know the idea of these planets and stuff. Um, how about some characters? So let's leave the alive ones for last. Um, <laughs> so uh, Lido Ido, or not Lido Ido, Lido Atreides, Oscar Isaac, gone. Uh, so Duncan good. Idaho, Jason Momoa, gone. No. Uh, which, which, on, that is that is my only negative about this movie is killing Duncan Idaho. Jake, you were my sitting behind negative. me. I heard you when he, in I, death I, scene. I, I visibly and emotionally gasped mm-hmm. at the idea of him dying. I was like, you're killing this dude, the one dude that you should be keeping alive at this moment in time. And you're, uh, it was so frustrating. It was so frustrating. Um, but anyway, uh, also, and I don't have her name off to, and I'll, I'll search for her. Oh, the doctor lady? The doctor. Kynes. Uh, the doc, say it again? Dr. Kynes. Dr. Kynes. Dr. Kynes, who we find out is part of the Fremen. Um, and she's, she's one of them, which it, it was very clear to us at the beginning. You not to were characters pissed itself. when she got killed. I was, I was very frustrated when she got you, killed as well. I believe you said along the lines of, no, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so let, let's talk about them. We'll leave Josh Brolin a little bit till later because we don't know if he's alive or not. Uh, what about these characters? I mean, we have three of them to really talk about who died and we didn't expect to die. Anybody want to start? Well, I figured... Oscar Isaac was going to die. I that didn't I think figured. he was going to die. I really didn't. Really? Okay, so like, Mm-mm. I'll be honest. When the trailer showed, he's like, uh, Timothy Chalamet was like, they're exterminating my family. I thought everyone but Zendaya and uh, Timothy Chalamet were probably the only two that were safe and everyone else was getting Brian, I agree with you. The trailers you, Kevin. made it very obvious that 
people were going to die. Yeah. So I figured that was the one that I figured is like guaranteed gone was Oscar Isaac. But the short amount of time he was there, he was and freaking fantastic. Like I was so like, like I said, was 99.9% sure he was going to die. But I was just like loving him when he was on screen. Every time he was there, it was like meaningful, important. And Oscar Isaac was so perfect. That's a, a bear. No, not a baron. What'd they call him? Duke. Duke. He, he, yeah. and, he, and so the way it worked, the reason why it works is because uh, he and Timothy Chalamet were so good together. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get to him, but Timothy Chalamet was casted perfectly as Paul. Perfectly <laughs> as Paul. But yeah. he, he and he and Oscar Isaac, because most of their scenes were together. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really good. He commanded that screen as the Duke. Uh, he and uh, Rebecca Ferguson were really good. He and Josh Brolin were really good. Um, he, he fit the role of a Duke very, very well. Um, I am bummed, very bummed to see him go. But yeah. it also makes sense to see him be cast in that role, even if it is short-lived, because you need to really empower that role through and push that role because of Paul, that that matters so much to Paul and his character. You mm-hmm. needed someone like Oscar Isaac to push that character forward. I mean, he made House Atreides feel like this great, like powerful, like oh, I believed it. They felt like royalty. Yeah, like, they they all of them, the all three of the family members, like they mm-hmm. really felt like royalty. Yeah. But I thought um, Oscar Isaac so. His character dying, like obviously, I'm sure it happens in the books. Like, I'm, it has to, right? Unless they decided to do their own thing with it. But if this movie lives, like, goes on to be something very special, which I, I think has a good chance of being it, he'll he'll always be remembered for being that character. I'm not saying that'll be his only role that he's remembered for, but him dying doesn't mean it was useless. You know, like it was it was a great, you know. Uh, you know, we'll remember just like we remember, you know, Al Guinness is Obi Wan forever. You know, even though he was in the other movies, he died in the first movie. You know, he's gonna stick around like in that way just because we're gonna remember him. But, but yeah, that my favorite line in the movie is when Oscar Isaac says, If you decide, I forget this exact wording, but he said, If you say no to leading, basically, you'll be all I ever needed you to be, my son. Freaking loved that line, so good. Uh, Jesse, go back and watch it. She says that she was Fremen. Boom, in your face. Uh, the who the doc yeah. doctor? Yeah. yeah. As they're splitting, yeah. she goes, "I'm Fremen." So I was confused. Uh, like, why were they? Ab- was she able to change the color of her eyes at certain times, or what? No, her eyes were always blue. Were they always blue? Yeah they they said they said at the beginning of the movie, or maybe it was the video hologram that said, <laughs> "If you're on the planet for 20 years, the spice changes your eye color." Ah, with that. Okay. and she and they said. She's been here for 20 years. That makes sense. That um, makes sense. Yeah. And but they didn't know that she was already Fremen. Like she was one of them already. Uh, which is so, but yes. Um, Don, what about you? What what about you and in, in Oscar Isaac and, and Jason Momoa and all these characters that ended up dying? Uh definitely loved Oscar Isaac's character. I think you kind of touched on it with you you needed to feel how impactful he was from the jump. So he couldn't have any Joe Schmo like come play his dad, uh, Duke Atreides. Um, the quote that you just said, Jacob. Again, that was like so good. Yeah, 
the relationship building between them, like you connected right away. So therefore when his unfortunate demise came, you were just like, Oh my God, like what, what is going to happen to this family now, um, without their, their leader. And, um, I also wanted to touch on, it's not any like real, well, there are some individual characters, but just some facial features amongst the actors, the Fremen, all like the just sharp jaw lines and just striking features. Um, I think really makes you like, you're engaged with this because like they're so interesting looking. This is the actors. I think right off the bat when um, the Emperor's team shows up to Atreides. The army. And they're, yeah. and they're all walking out with, most of them have helmets on. So like there's yeah. these big bulbous shapes and then the, like the squire comes out and he's just got like this sharpest jawline, high cheekbones. And you're just like, so interested in all these people. And I think Denny does a really good job with the, sh especially with the ship, the shape of the ships and everything like focusing on this one guy. And he reads his thing, camera cuts to Atreides who again, they shape his beard to a point. So all these guys just have like commanding striking features where you're uh, just like attracted to everything that's going on. So I think you're really drawn in to every character just because of the way they shoot it and the lighting. But um, I just wanted to touch on that. Like, I don't know those guys' names. They're not big characters or actors. Uh, but I'd, uh, I mean, Idaho. I'll, I'll, I'll start the conversation. On <laughs> For those of you who can't see, well, we, did, we usually display our name sometimes. Dom had House Idaho as his display name. <laughs> oh, I noticed on. that when you first walked in, when I first came yeah. in. How can you but, kill him? How? That, that, was, that was a tough one. I mean, obviously, I tried not to get attached because one of the, the first interaction between Paul and uh, Duncan Idaho is him saying, you know, I, I had a dream about you dying. Yep. <laughs> and so you're like, okay, like that's, that's going to happen. And then <laughs> yeah. their, their relationship builds. And you're like, okay, they're, they're not going to do it. Like the slight comedic effects in the movie were all Duncan Idaho was involved. You know, the, the oh, you're building muscle and he goes, oh, I am. He's like, no. And then also the scene where uh, Javier Bardem's character uh, Stiegler or Stigler? St 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 Stigler, Stigler. Stilgar. 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 Thank you. Uh, comes in and spits on the <laughs> ground and like uh, in front of. Oh, that and, scene was you know, so steps good. In, yeah. Steps in is like, thank you for your body's water. Moisture. Um, moisture. <laughs> yeah. That was, I love that scene too. Um, but that, that was the way, the way it all ended up happening made sense you know of course eventually he was going to sacrifice himself for paul i i mean maybe not this movie but the next um but it it oof, i wanted to see him run sandworm sandworm man definitely, when paul I definitely want to see more jason when jason paul went up to him goes, yeah when paul went up to him and was like i had a dream of you dying i was like god damn it well like, so the thing is <laughs> and that's something that we definitely need to get to because uh i i want to get into paul's visions because they they are so important to the mm -hmm. story but as far as duncan idaho goes like one 
they so when we see Paul and Gertie training, we learn that that is actually Jason Momoa's role, but he's off world, mm-hmm. right? Duncan is his trainer, which means he's held in very high regard. Um, and then we later on learn by the Harkonnen, they mention both Gertie and Idaho by name, saying they're led by these guys. We don't mess with them. That's mm-hmm. why they have to have the Emperor's help because they're led by these two. Um, and then we also, at one point, when we do see Javier Bardem for the first time, he's talking about, like, that's the closest I've ever come to dying from the Furman, or the Fremen, excuse me. Um, but he survived, and he was welcomed among them, very similar to what Paul did at the very end of the film because he was able to uh, kill one of them, and he was welcomed to them for four weeks and, as part of their clan and lived among them. That's how big this guy is to not just this house, but this entire world. I know someone said in the chat earlier, and I don't know where it is, but someone goes, is he actually dead? I would love for him not to be dead. Who knows? But well, you said it was like Lord of the Rings, so maybe he's Gandalf. He's coming back. It's, there's possible. <laughs> there's the a Gandalf. possibility. Duncan Idaho the White. Oh, my God. Duncan yeah. Idaho the White. Well, look, I will say I'm, uh, I'm assuming he dies in the book, the first book. What it makes that would make sense, right? Because I, I was telling Keith when we were walking to our cars after the movie, I, I was telling him my biggest regret is that that character died, that Idaho died. And I'm saying, as a filmmaker, as a writer, you have the liberty to adapt the material. I would have kept him alive as a writer or as a director. I don't care that it happens in the books, I would have kept him alive because you could have done they had such good chemistry, him and Timothy Chalamet. And it had so much potential for storytelling and it's just over, but I get it that it happens in the books, but they could have just tweaked it a little bit. Maybe (laughs) I will say, I think that might be one of the top 10, maybe top five fictional names I've ever heard. Like, Oh, it's the geographical name hall of fame. Yeah, it's like Indiana Jones. Yeah, I was gonna say Indiana Jones. (laughs) Oh, we need a Duncan Idaho spinoff. There we go. Duncan (laughs) Idaho. I need a Duncan Idaho pop figure now. No, you're not allowed to buy them anymore. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I like anytime I heard his name. Yeah, he. Yes, Timothy. We're gonna we're gonna finish up with him next. Let's save everything for him next. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> well, well I mean, I, he, he literally told me to stop talking oh, about it. So. I thought we were talking about Duncan Idaho. That's why. That's Yeah. I mean, always said his full name. When they said his name, they all, besides Paul, everyone else always said when they, he was addressed, it was Duncan Idaho. It was never like yeah. Duncan. Or, you, never, you always heard his whole name. His full name, yeah. Except so. Timothy Chalamet was the only one who said Duncan. Yeah. yeah. And that also, just to kind of finish up with him, that, that fight scene for him at the end, the way he went out, if that is in fact how he went out, what a boss when he yeah. comes back like you're like oh he's out and all of a sudden you just like comes well, up so again. He, it's it was a good foreshadowing when when he was talking to duke atreides about he was describing the fremen and he was saying they fight like demons he was literally fighting like a demon he was he came back he had punctures all over his body i also love the fact that they all they all fight with like I know there's guns involved, but they fight with swords and like spears mm-hmm. and stuff, which is well, very there's cool. no weapon. Like, there's well, no, no the the emperor's army fought fought with guns. Oh yeah, um, and they and, have a pistol at the end too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had that fight scene in that hallway. It, what is it with hallway fight scenes? Like, they're the they're best. Just, they're just the best things of all. Because you can't escape from them. Yeah, like, they're, they're, just, they're die, so good. Die or live. Which way are you going? Yeah. They're so good. Um, I also love the 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 sword. That mm-hmm. oh, it's so good. Mm. Uh, so what, 
those those soldiers it's the emperor's soldiers what are they called it starts with an s uh i don't know but they're like brainwashed zombies. not the harkonnen it was the ones yeah, that never said um I'll but look. that that slow fall that they when they come uh-huh. in the scene the uh sardak sardak or sardak or sardak or the sardak or yeah. i think yeah it's the elite but, uh, military force of the emperor yeah sardak or something yeah. But that that like slow fall when they're coming into frame each time, and all the music cut, and there was nothing. Yeah. That, that was, was sucker. crazy. I a sucker for no like when the theater goes quiet. Agreed. And Jake like, right. cracked me up because he goes, "They fly now," <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh shit!" They yeah, were like being uh, dropped in, right? They were yeah, like floating, but, like what? But I'm dropped in at the palace, kind of behind that one line. Of, I was thinking there were so many yeah. attacks, like they could not go like 20 minutes without being attacked no yeah and that that whole that whole sequence when everything fell for atreides was incredible mm-hmm. like incredible because it was really like the lone action scene of the entire film and, and yet it was trying. a big one but when all atreides ships were being blown up and all that stuff was impressive as far as the scale and everything and that's what we talk about the scale of this film okay i know Denis had already said that he gets to have a lot more fun with the sequel because there's a lot more action involved um, which is very, very cool. But let's let's talk about some of that because it does play into Paul's visions. And we're going to wrap up our conversation on Dune and get to our ranking here. And we'll wrap up with Paul, his visions, and everything about Timothy Chalamet. Uh, but we see a lot of character stuff with him as far as him and what's going on now. Also the visions of Zendaya and her character. Plus they blue-balled like, the hell out of that character. Say it again? They blue-balled the hell out of her character. Well, I think I think it was definitely necessary. Yeah, I think it was definitely necessary as far as the house. Oh, I know, but I'm her. just saying, like, everything was pretty much shown in the trailers of every part that she was in the whole entire movie. Um, but it, it plays into how important she is because we we see that, I mean, the very opening of the film literally opens with her. I don't it, it opens with her and, and what she means to not just everything happening, but to Paul specifically. Um it almost feels like they're the future. We we heard about from Lady Jessica about how for generations they've been crossing bloodlines. It almost seems like they're going to be crossing bloodlines with the Trades and the Fremen because of those two. Um, and I don't trust her. Some, you don't trust? I trust her. Well, hey, I don't know why. He has a vision of them kissing and her stabbing him. I oh, yeah, I, I, I trust. Too. I trust her. Also, let's talk about visions. Let's talk about visions, please, please, please. Let's do it. Let's do it. Who okay. wants to start? Paul or uh, Dom, you want to start? Dom. Yes, I'm so. I you Paul, okay. So, yeah. um, let's see. I mean, what, what was his first? Wow, vision? Dom gets his, to be Paul him. out of the yeah. group. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting paid for like seven more movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, his first, his first vision, Duncan. Um, you know, talking about him being amongst the Fremen, that all comes to fruition. Um, there is, when he has the vision of him in the hallway, and the, uh, there's all the dead bodies. Yep. It's the same scene of him dying. Yeah. It ends, and there's the little black beetle crawling. And then when they go to that hallway scene, before that all happens, Duncan picks up that beetle, and it's like crawling on his finger. And I was like, like, I didn't catch that the first time around. Like, I was like, wait, like. And then, like, how oh, on the same time around, I was like, oh, okay, like this, that kind of helped show me what the visions kind of really mean. Um, and then, of course, the vision, we haven't talked about this scene, but where he meets um, the maiden, 
Lady the Jessica's Jesuit lady. Yes. Yes. Oh, with the hunter seeker. Yeah. And Dude. no, no, the, with the box. The box. Benny box. Jesuit lady. Um, and he starts having the vision uh, of mother, mother Mo Mohim. I don't know. Moham, something like you, that. Jacob, you know, <laughs> did you recognize who that was, even though her face is covered? Uh, no. Because uh, I oh, know it's... you're a Dexter fan. Oh, it's the freaking. It's oh, Dr. Vogel from the yes. last season. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Nerd. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like the whole the trees being basically like those two are just stuff that is going to happen. But the scenes. Her, the visions with Zendaya's character, uh, is it like Cha Chani? Ch I think Chani. Isn't it? I think it was Churi. Churi? Chani? C-H-A-N-I. Chani. But the whole thing with Chani. Hey, by the sequel, we'll get the names down. <laughs> uh, is, okay, yes, they have this scene where they kiss and she stabs him in the, in the vision. But then they say, um, to take a life is to take your own life. That was one of the things that was being said uh, at the very end sequence. So she is giving him the knife. So therefore, by giving him the knife is killing him because he's going to use that knife to kill um, that other character that he's the champion for his mother at the, the very ma end. The madman. Yeah. Yeah. So Jameis. Like, the vision is not that she's but going to betray him, it's that by her giving him the knife and killing him in the vision, it's because he's got to use that knife to kill someone else. So she, that was his first kill. So yes. you think like that made him a killer. So I looked at it a different way, kind of. I So we see the visions of Jameis talking to him throughout the movie and like kind of teaching him the ways of the Fremen and like how to survive on the planet, right? And you, you just see him. You don't know if he's really talking to Paul, but like he sees visions of Jameis. Then he meets Jameis, fights him and kills him. So we never got the scenes of him training him or teaching him the stuff about the Fremen or the planet. I interpreted it as just because he has a vision doesn't mean it's 100% going to happen. He can still change the future is what I took it as. And so before he ever met this man and got a chance to be trained by him he killed him and so that for me i thought maybe that uh shawnee i guess we're calling her shaney shawnee True. uh <laughs> like he can change that outcome too of her betraying him eventually that's how i kind of saw it i think uh it's what i'm gonna get the name wrong again. it's stilgar 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 yeah stilgar Stilgar, after the fight, says a life for a life. So now they own, or like Paul mm -hmm. wanted them. So in his visions, the teachings, basically, since he is took, uh, Lime, what's his name? Limus? Uh, Lyman? Oh, Jameis. Jameis. Uh, takes his life, like, he is being taught by him since he is going to be living those experiences now. So like, He's not there. He he is dead. That yeah, but um, that he is now Fremen. So like, in a way, since he took his life, he's gonna learn from him. I mean, just just by the the fight alone, he learned the ways of the Fremen. You know, he wouldn't yield. That's not that's not what that uh, I forget. 
what that fight is called. But um, by the way, I didn't like Timothy Chalamet. Paul is a badass in that scene. Like I, well, also Timothy Chalamet is really good at action. Like mm-hmm. he fought really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was surprised. I did not think it was gonna be like. Oh, he's just gonna toy with this guy and then kill him. Like I thought it was gonna be a good fight. I love the way that he fights. I I really love the way that he. It's like sophisticated but also brutal. Well, it's like defensive too. Like he's not trying to kill you. He's just trying to avoid the hits and stuff. It reminded me very much of like, like how a royal person would fight. Like you know, like they're not gonna like his elbows up the whole time. Like it's yeah, like they're not gonna be out there like fighting like brutal people. Um, he fights like a royal, <laughs> like very skilled and mm-hmm. concentrated, and yeah, no. I like and that. I didn't know that. I must have missed that. Duncan trains him because that's that's really cool. That Duncan and then Josh Brolin's character, like this, is why he's such a good fighter because these people are training. Him. Well, and you can see throughout the fighting styles that the Brolin fighting style of Gertie is very brutal. But mm-hmm. the Duncan Idaho version is a very sophisticated, like craft, the way that he moves. And it's a combination of the two of them. Yeah. Um, which he needed, obviously. It, and it, we know I, he's capable. He caught the, I don't, the hunter seeker or the whatever. Hunter seeker. Yeah. yeah. Hunter yeah. Seeker. Um, as far as the visions go, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. It's going to play into a lot because we saw a lot of futuristic visions that we haven't seen play out as far as scenes yet. The scene of them on the ship over Caladan. Um, with the blue eyes, we saw the two of them together. We also saw Timothy Chalamet in the uh, the armored suit fighting with the Fremen um, and the Sandworms by them, uh, which is a futuristic scene as well. Uh, it ultimately, for me, like the, the scenes were basically just telling Timothy Chalamet, like you have to leave your life behind. You have to leave the Fremen to something new now. Like they are what you need to be able to do what you have to do as far as are now being the house of Atreides. He and his mother are the only version of the house of Atreides left. Um, and they have to join forces with the Fremen and what they were and who they are to be able to reclaim what is theirs. I'm very excited to find out how that happens because we saw in the movie uh, from the scouts of Duncan Idaho that there are hundreds of these caverns that that hold 10,000 Fremen. And that are that's a lot of people. That's enough people to reclaim a house and restart over again, if you're to do that. Um, and I know his mother wanted to go off world back to Caladan and stuff. And he's saying, look, these visions are telling me to stay here. They're telling me to stay here. This is what I need to do. These are my people now. And I'm super excited to see what happens because we're going to see Timothy Chalamet on a sandworm, y'all. He's going to be riding a sandworm. Yeah. When I saw the two, like, desert. Loved it. When I saw the two axes, I went, oh, my God, they're going to start riding these things. And, and also, we haven't, we haven't talked about the sandworm yet, but they are, they are Giant terrifying, bubble. but also they are beautiful looking. <laughs> they are great-looking creatures as far as a sci-fi version of a creature. The old, the old sandworms opened up like a flower with their mouths. <laughs> I love the way this one kind of looks like a version of the sarlacc, and with the teeth, it like twists and yeah, it's super it's, super cool looking. Yeah, and I, we haven't talked about really uh paul's mother and the powers that Mm -hmm. like her people give him or whatever the voice the voice the voice which that was very interesting that's the force that's the force but i'm i'm wondering does it work on sandworms (laughs) no i think i think i think think the fremen have a way to to ride them 
essentially is what's going to happen. No, he's not gonna, obviously because we saw so we talk somebody about riding one in the background. Scene. So, so Paul is going to have the teachings of his father, mm-hmm. the politics side, the teachings of fighting of Gertie and Duncan, the teachings of his mother, yeah. and the teachings of the Fremen. Yeah, he is literally the combination of everything that his mother is talking about as far as this prophecy of the one, right? Which well, the is either Anakin or Luke Skywalker. George Lucas, you son of a bee. I, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. It kind of, watching this kind of pissed me off with Star Wars. Like I was not the of, only thing. He used, he had other influences too. Yeah, but, but either way, either way, like it's, it's the idea of the chosen one, right? And, yeah. and, and, but in this world, he is getting the teachings of all of these different things to bring all of these different people together. Yeah. And that's going to come into play when we find out about these other houses. Maybe they join forces with him, uh, learning of the downfall of Atreides and what the Emperor and the Harkonnen have done. I'm not sure. Um, I just really want to see a fight between Timothy Chalamet and Dave Bautista, if I'm being honest. I wanted to see Jason Momoa and Dave Bautista, but that we didn't get that. Yeah. I wanted to see Gurney. I wanted to see Gurney because it was like the two henchmen, the two right-hand men who are just – Dialed up to a thousand on aggression with David We're gonna, I, and I, So I wanted them to like go out. If if Gertie is alive, it happens. Is that Josh Brolin? Yeah. yeah. If Gertie's alive, I think that fight happened. They would have shown him die if he died. I'm just yeah. gonna look away from Drake's I, face. <laughs> I want I would like to see more Rebecca Ferguson fighting. I think we will. We know she's capable. She's gonna she's she has, she has some, I think she's gonna have to survive in the way of the Fremen. So because we saw a vision of her. Holding well, yeah, the guy child. was like, she had the blue eyes. Baby had the blue eyes. Oh, well, Stilgar wanted to kill her because he thought she was pointless, and then yeah. she whoops that ass, and he's like, "All right, fine, never mind." Yeah, I, I think oh, we will. when they escape the when they're up in the plane getting taken away, and they escape, badass scene when they. Well, that and how about the scene when they're running away from the sandworm too, and that and the sandworm looks at him, bruh. Yeah. Wait, so do you guys think the thumper distracted the sandworm or it stopped because this is the sandworm was like, this is basically the, the thumper, chosen one. The thumper. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because I think they did that on purpose to make you to make you wonder whether or not it's because it stopped because of him mm-hmm. or because of the thumper. You need to watch Star Wars, Rachel. Stop it. Oh my Rachel, God. I thought you already uh, watched okay. it. Come okay, on. so we, we do have to get to a ranking because we only have about 15 minutes yeah. left. Any what? quick... Final thoughts on Dune. Maybe we'll do a second episode at some uh, part point. Two. Any any thoughts? No, I meant yeah, this is part one. Good call. I meant Dune spoiler review part two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so look, much we didn't even talk about. Keith, Keith, I know. Keith and Gio, like they haven't talked, so we might have to do another episode. Let's so. just do another video it. with Keith and Gio. Um, <laughs> any any final thoughts before we get to our ranking? Um, Cast was amazing. Yeah, that made the movie better. Yeah. Cinematography and score were off mm. the art. The score was great. Yeah. Hans Zimmer, you are God. I'll just say I like I liked Timothy Chalamet before this movie. I he's a freaking he's so amazing. Now you know why I always put him on our draft board. He's so like he oozed freaking royalty, but also he's like a badass who can whip anyone's ass. So I'm like, this I can't is wait the to dude. see. He, I can't wait to he, see he and Zendaya fight. This side is by the side dude together. right Ooh. here. Gonna be sick. Okay. All right. Wait, Dom's gonna say something. Oh. I just wanted to say because we we like tiptoed around it, the Dr. Kind scene just before her death, where she's walking across the dune. Yes. And she whips out the two. Oh, they teased things. it. 
Yeah. And it was like, oh my god! And then I, I'm so pissed that they killed her. So yeah, when she when she died, I went, no, out loud. So, so mad. That they, they killed she, more. Or is she the person riding the sandworm at the end? That's what I'm saying. Was she the one riding <laughs> it? Like they killed more main characters she than they got kept alive. By the sandworm. Uh, well, we've seen Maybe we've she... seen plenty of characters in the past, like a, a la Dave Bautista and Guardians Two, cut his way out of a, a giant worm. Yeah, well, we just either way, some like name. Boba Fett just come back out of a yeah. similar situation. Either it way, could it could happen. It could happen. Yeah, I loved how she made the stomping noise to fall to make it come, and then all of a sudden just sucks them all. I out. also loved the little. I mean, I didn't love it because she died, but when she got stabbed instead of blood, it was the water from the suit. Yep, that shot out. Yep, the technology was dope. I that like the the thing that made the tent in the sand, but then the sand took the uh -huh. moisture like. That was that's little things like that was like oh that's sick. Uh, we're definitely gonna do a spoiler a spoiler review part two. So stay tuned for that later on, guys. We're gonna get to our ranking now. So the way we're gonna do it here, we're gonna do a tier ranking of Denis Villeneuve's films. We have six movies. Let me go ahead and bring up the screen real quick. Um, we have these six movies to rank, uh, and so they are his big six American films. And so the order uh, of release is Enemy, Prisoners, Sicario. Arrival, Blade Runner 2049, and then Dune. This is um, gonna get ugly. This is gonna get real hard. So uh let's just let's let's go by release. Um, and so let's start with enemy. The uh okay, real quick, I want to say we before we used to say we have didn't we have to have one in each I don't category? Think we should I don't do we, there's no D movie no, 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 here. No, 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 no. I there's disagree. No and I haven't seen 2049 though, but I know it. It's not a demon. We're not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna because there's so little of them too. We can't put one in each category. I like how Jake is fine with it any other time. Yeah. From the second, hundred percent. No, but I just are like I. I can't put any of the movies that I've seen in the D category. I can't. Um. All right. Let's start with Enemy. So Brian, you have not seen Enemy, correct? Nope. Okay. No idea. Uh, Jacob, Dom, what are we thinking here? Which Which category are we thinking? Um. Well. I will say amongst his movies, I think it's the weakest. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> both wow. Jake and Jacob just both. I put it in A category, I mean, honestly. I say it's the weakest. That just means, you know. I mean, it could be the 90 out of 100. I mean, we could, all these movies could be in the SNA category. It could just be the bottom of the A category. So, um, so it was word so Jacob, what do you think in your day? I give it an A to be honest. Dom? I yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. <laughs> we'll we'll start with an A. We can always shift it later. Okay. There, there's number one. Uh the next one off the board will be prisoners. Uh, I'd be fine with prisoners in B. Eileen uh, B. Really? Mm hmm I like prisoners a lot, but I there's other movies I think are better. Obviously, <laughs> I give it a B. Yeah, I I would probably put it at the highest A, but we have two Bs here, so Dom, I think we might be outnumbered. And well, what an Dom a is, an A is cool with me. Um, Dom said, I F. think, yeah. Um, Jake, let him say it, not you. <laughs> no, he he already said it. Oh, I'm did he? As, <laughs> so you love prisoners? Yeah, Dom. Like I, I know how sick and twisted it is, and I don't want to. It was a, like yeah, give spoilers, but is it your favorite of his? 
I will I will wait to say what okay. okay. But um <laughs> since since we're saying everything can be an S and an A, like if the, I'm telling you right now, it's gonna be. Um I say S, I mean I think if we're going strictly off like the director and what you think he did, but like I mean Jillian Hall and Jackman are just dynamic. Jackman is so good in this. Uh, so okay, hold on. So Brian, is it the weakest of his for you? No. And you put it at B. Mm-hmm. There's no C movie for. Me. Hey, Brian's. Brian already movie. said he thinks there's a D movie. There's mm-hmm. no D movie either. They're out. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, you're going to be outnumbered. So Brian, oh, I know. Brian, you go, man. Don't be afraid to express no, your not, opinion, Brian. I'm not afraid of Jake. I'm not afraid. I'm not. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm teasing. <laughs> Relax. No, I'm saying against I'm all three of us today. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, where are we going to put prisoners? I mean, we have an S, and Jake, what are you leaning A? I said a very high A. Very, very high A, like on the cusp of an S. Two because I, I, do enjoy, S. I, think... I do enjoy a couple of these a little more. Are we, first off, are you guys going to all put them in S and A? I mean, it's very possible yes. that it happens. No. Oh, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying we aren't, but I mean, I'm saying it's I already put possible. a B. Look, I I'm think, not going to lie to the fans. <laughs> I think if the way it averages out is like, uh, you know, Dom has an S, Jake has a very high A. That pulls mine and Brian's B's up to an A, I, I think. So behind enemy or in front of enemy? It would have to be behind enemy. Well, we had to struggle with this one. So I say you behind enemy. enemy. <laughs> well, but if the you're way going the off of three, playing out, yeah. went, all three of you went A, A, A. Now in this one, can we that not is a b maybe we like because that's well, the we can we can always we can always shift it once we have everything else ranked yeah. um all right next off would be sicario this is an s this is s, s. This, is, this might be his best film that's c. fine this this is not a c or a c. d <laughs> this is not a c or wait a hold on hey this is the video of ours that i, you I wish keith was here I wish Keith was here right now. Oh, this is, I'm sorry, guys, this is not a C or a D. You guys are insane. I just think I, it's okay. You we guys do. are insane. I don't think anything special of this movie. Like Prisoners? Maybe I need to rewatch it again, but I was not blown opinion. away in the slightest. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not putting this below enemy or prisoners. I'm not. I can't. I mean, who who I does can't. tension like Danita's? Like, are you kidding me? I can't. Jacob. So <laughs> where, like, Jacob? Where? What would a you heart pick? attack for two hours? I'm thinking for me, I'll give it a C. It's not a C. I, I'm not going C. I'm not. I'll sit here all night. I'm not going C. That's fine. No. No. Jacob, well, do look, not it's know. hard. Like one, it. It's hard because our. How are we? Do not grading. It's like what does C mean pick? a bad movie? No, it's. Uh, I consider C an right. average movie. Yeah. All right. I, I, I'll go B. God damn but it, it's because it's my least favorite movie of his that I've seen, Me and too. I don't like it that much. Like I, but it's a it's a good movie though. But I just don't. It's not special to me. So I, I gotta settle on <laughs> I agree. B. But what you guys are both giving it an S? It's an S. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> did we watch the same movie? 
Yeah, trust me, I've seen <laughs> Did it. Did you guys watch plenty the of times? Dead? Did you guys watch? I've the never seen the sequel because I didn't want to no, see it. No, but the sequel this doesn't is an help. S for the border scene alone, and I know Denny didn't direct the sequel. So oh before you go there, I. I all right, we have oh, to man. average it out. We got to see a B and two S's. How does that average out to? I will. I will put prisoners at B if this goes to at least an A. Ah, uh, no, because I don't think I think prisoners is better than this movie. I'm not putting Sicario at a C. That is ridiculous. No, it shouldn't be. Then put it at a B. So we it's got not a B movie. A C, a B, and two S's. What does that equal? I'll give it a B, Rachel. Do some math for us. Two S's equals an A in my book. Okay, and then look at Jacob and I. It goes down. Well, no. Like, the, I think the S's drag it up to an A. So we got three A's. So if it's an A, then it's the very <laughs> but last But it has to be the A's. third one on the list. It is not below enemy or prisoners. Absolutely not. Well, we came up to an A, so it sound, you're going to have to cave and put it where it is. Can Can you give me a reason besides just like you <laughs> weren't into it? Like, is, is there something in the it movie? Is, it is, you say it was boring? Oh, my God. Like, I mean, just, are, we, are we able to talk about these movies? Like, can I, can I yes. pick a scene here? Yes. Like, spoiler alert, guys, if you haven't seen it, but there is a scene at the border. When they go and get that drug lord, and they're bringing him back, and it's two cars side, two cars that pull up side of uh, Jake. So disappointed. The law enforcement guys, <laughs> and there is just two minutes of them of they don't know what's going on. There's two minutes of the law enforcement team pointing guns at them. And these guys think they're about to break this drug lord loose. And it is the tensest two minutes I've ever had in any type of movie where you're like, oh my God, like they're about to have a shootout on the border. And what happens? The team casually gets out of the car, walks over to them, guns drawn, and is like, hey, you're going to do something about it. Do it right now. And it is, you think it's going to be this big shootout, but it's still just as intense because the other group doesn't shoot a single bullet. They just get wiped out. Except one cop, dirty cop, shoots at Emily Plant and he gets his plane brains blown out. But I think that scene alone, the the drone footage from that movie of going over Mexico and is just the cinematography. I think that's a Deacon's the movie. Night as well. scene, the night the vision dinner, scene. The night vision scene. The dinner scene at the end. Like John Farnthal's cameo. Look, uh, Brandy's doing some math for us, guys. We got. <laughs> look, it's look. This I'm is not passionate. your. I'm very. This passionate. is not your guys's <laughs> personal list. It's a consensus amongst us four, right? So we have to go by the law of averages. So it's an A. But very last A. Okay. And look, this doesn't mean that that's your your this opinion. Is, this it's is a fucking our crime. combined opinion. This is literally a fucking crime. Hey, look how. Fucked is it that we haven't gone away from an A yet? <laughs> this is a fucking crime. It's, it's just any anyway. Anyway, next one would be Arrival. S. A. S. Is I'm every a. movie an S? What? I haven't no. said every movie's an S. I said it's an S. 
Dom, what was yours? I can go A. Yeah, I go I'm A. Not, I'm not an I can deal with an A. I like it better than Prisoners, but see, I don't know anything about enemies, so I can't. I think it's better than all all two of those movies, and Sicario is better than Arrival. But apparently, what do I know? And so we got three A's and an S? There's three movies left. So you're telling me right now that Blade oh, Runner... Oh, Brian gave Arrival an S. Two S's equals an S. I'm, fine. Opinion. I'm fine with an A on Arrival also, but I think it's if it's an S... Well, I give it an A. So And Dom, you were an A or an S? Oh, A, right? Yeah. Well, it's definitely the highest movie so far. So it either goes A above Enemy or an S. Jake, you brought this on yourself. This what are is, you mad this, about? This, you this, love? Is my, this is my exact point. Like, we're just going to put everything in A? Yeah, like, exactly. That's why I said you should spread it's half an S. It in different categories. It's an S. Sicario is a freaking S. No, it's not. Hmm. Brian, what did you give Sicario? Did you give Sicario a D? I gave it a C at best. I think I I just... I don't know how Sicario is boring, but squid (laughs) shooting ink out of their hands. I like aliens. Okay, I know, but like... I like Arrival, don't get me wrong, but like there's periods of time where they're just holding up whiteboards and there's ink hands. Like that's that's like a good solid. Yeah, in Sicario, they were just sitting there talking a bunch of the times. <laughs> oh my God. You guys, look, we, we can't take this too personal. It's not our individual list. So, okay, so where would you put it then? Are we just gonna, I'm putting it at the top of the A list? Oh my god, I can't believe we're really settling on all A's. I'm not settling, but apparently numbers and letters equal to different stuff. Well, don't look at me. I said it can be in the S. These two are the ones that are... No, I give it an A, like a freaking solid A. And I don't I know would... anything about Enemy. If I'm going to put it in the A, I put it in front of Enemy because I don't know anything about Enemy. S. This is, is my lowest A. I put it at A, but I... Mine is behind Enemy, but above Prisoners and Sicario. I'm with Kevin. I think we should drop Enemy to a B. But it's the highest one of the A's. Yeah, how was you? You guys just put, hyped it up to that, and now you're going to drop it a whole letter? Uh, it's, I think it's the not... scale got switched up. With There's no way Enemy is, I think, better than Prisoners. You three were the ones that put it there. <laughs> I said it's an A. I'm cool with that, but I was not... Once once Sicario became third A, I was I'm I'm, I'm I've changed all my stances on things. <laughs> Jacob, I'm so glad you're here. If we're considering Sicario an A, then enemy is a B, in my opinion. Agreed. I have no Again, say Jacob, it, it depends on you, Jacob. Like I, I no think enemy. enemy is way better than Sicario. <laughs> But I'm not a big fan of Sicario. That's why. That's the thing. Okay, where where are we putting Arrival? Are we putting this in A? Like, what what is, where are we going with this? I'm curious to see where Blade Runner and Dune end. <laughs> I think, like, not just because we have only three A's so far, but, like, we're all so positive about Arrival, like, right away. I think your two S's pull it up. 
to an S. Do it. Blade Runner no. 2049. S. I haven't seen it. S. Tom? S. Wow. Yeah, Brandy, I'm starting to rethink this. Yes, I know. Above arrival or below for, arrival? For all above. I, I say above arrival. And Dune. Number one. This is so funny. Because we're like, we can't. They're all like an A and S. But hey, good job, Denny Villeneuve. Um, number one, no question. Yeah. Dom? Uh, S is S, yeah. So number I'll probably one. never go rewatch any of these other than Dune. So. Oh, I'm rewatching Enemy like tomorrow. I just look at that list sicario is <laughs> it's not done it's not done it's not done i oh my God. What if we all right ladies and gentlemen here is your rankings for apocalypse jacob how 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 high are you on arrival i'm pretty uh high on it i mean i have it third should we give our lists right now and see to compare game this is kind of hard because we i think it's like we feel like if we're putting them in a b or c it's disrespectful when it should be like one two three four five six seven you know like that's why i think enemy should be a b movie you weren't saying that until you saw sicario that's not true i said b jacob's the one who leveled it out i said b off the get-go and jacob leveled it out with his rating but after now seeing this there's no way it's better than Prisoners or Sicario. You, Jacob, you think it's better than Prisoners? I personally do, yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, it, sorry, Jake, you made me watch it. I'm not, no, I'm just asking. <laughs> I I mean, I don't know, that movie spoke to me. I it mean, was about me, so. To be fair, I don't think it is, but what's better than one Jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> or two Jake Gyllenhaal's, or was there one? <laughs> we'll never know. Um, interesting. So should we say our, our list and see if it changes things? I mean, we could do it the old school way where I do a point system. We can do a consensus. All right. Okay, uh, who wants to start? I'll say mine. Okay, go ahead. Um, I have Dune. At number one, Blade Runner 2049 at two, Arrival at three, Prisoners at four, Sicario at five, and then I've never seen Enemy, so. Well, wait, so you said Blade Runner 2049, Arrival? It's exactly what's on the screen minus Enemy. Jesus, I'm just asking. <laughs> what, why are you well, that was an easy way, though. I'm literally telling you it's on the screen. Okay, Jacob, go ahead. All right, I got Dune, Enemy, Arrival, Prisoners, Sicario. Haven't seen 2049, but I will say all of these movies, all of these movies are B pluses and above. Like, just 
not for this, but in real, like real grading scale. Dom. All right. Number one, Sicario. Number two, Prisoners. Three, Dune. Four, Blade Runner. Five, Arrival. Six, Enemy. Dang, you have Prisoners above Dune? For now. All right, and I have... I have... uh, (laughs) There's Geo. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I have Dune. I have Sicario. I have Blade Runner 2049. I have Prisoners, Arrival, and Enemy. So that would equal to... So I'm thinking, because they're in order of six, right? Right now. Whatever the consensus is, we can order them in those six... So here's here's the list. But we can't just move enemy down to B. We have here's, to move two movies down here's to B. Here's the list. This is the consensus list after points. Uh, coming in at six would be enemy with eight points. Uh, fifth would be a rival with 12 points. Blade Runner 2049 with 13 points in the fourth spot. Um, Prisoners in the third spot with 14 points. Sicario with 15 and Dune with 22. So it would be Dune, Sicario, Dune, Sicario. It sounds about right, Jacob. That would have Dune or Sicario at second. Well, I'm saying based on our consensus, like before the consensus, we're just arguing about it, right? But this is little numbers. Like that's fine. I, I mean, at the end of the day, this isn't our lives. Don't depend. I know. So sorry, Jacob. Can you read the the full list after the the anchor fight? Okay. Oh, she got it. Okay. 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 Yeah. No, that, I mean, that seems right. But I, I say if you want to put it in that order and you want to put M and B, I think you have to put arrival at in B too. And Sicario at C. No, Sicario is number <laughs> two. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, man. It's so funny. So are we settling on this or are we changing it around? Sure. It's fine. It's not the end of the world of however this ends. I mean, yeah, I, I would say enemy has to be at least to be if it was last place on that consent or that list. Jacob. That's, but we can't just move enemy based on the consensus. We have to change the whole list. Then I mean, if you wanted to do, I think Dune and Sicario would be S, Prisoners, Blade Runner A, Arrival, Enemy B. Yeah, that's I'm cool with that. So because that's based on our rankings, right? It's not just based on like our what we think it should be on the here. So it would look like that. Something like that, yeah. Well, you had you guys had. Oh, does that mean enemies above Arrival or behind it? Well, on consensus, it would technically be behind it. But yeah, yeah. So I'm cool with that. As long as you guys are willing to put another movie in B, I'm cool with this. Yeah. I'm good with that. It's like 
I'll I mean, live. watching any of these or like getting to watch one of these movies is still a good day. Hey, honestly, Jake, just take it and go. The whole you point is that they're being last to second. That Denny is the freaking man. That's what we came to the conclusion. Yeah, of. he makes great movies. At the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, he makes great movies. To the fact that we're arguing over if how it's good an they X are. Or an A. <laughs> <laughs> we're arguing over how good they are, not even like whether one's bad or not. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize, but Dune is the first one that he ever got a writing credit or producing credit on. Mm-hmm. Nice. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how much of a hand he has in that process going forward well for all of you watching i promise you our rankings usually go a little bit better than this um <laughs> you can uh check all those out on the channel next uh, time we need to have a lot of numbers. we've done a lot of rankings here on this channel as far as a lot of creators and stuff like that um but that is our denis villain wave uh if that is how you pronounce his name ranking of the six major movies he's done here in the u.s uh we hope to get many many more of them the next one he will be doing is dune part two um i'll make sure to post that to social media if i remember is that gonna be so, his next um, movie yes it comes out it comes out in two years um it must be yeah and so yeah uh thank you everybody for watching greatly appreciate you spending the time with us as we uh wiggled our way through that one hopefully you guys enjoyed <laughs> the dune discussion there as well uh there will more than likely be a second one on this channel um with keith and Gio involved uh because i know that for a fact that they both want to talk about it uh, and Dom, as always, man, thank you for joining. Hopefully, uh, you don't lose sleep over this too much. Uh, glad to have you as always, my man. Um, and I'll let the boys here plug anything they want to plug. Jacob, we'll start with you uh, before we wrap up. Yeah, of course. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jacob Bartley824. If you are a football fan, NFL fan, or you play fantasy football, come check out First Round Fantasy on YouTube uh, and get your fantasy football advice also i have a youtube channel with keith called bartley and barnes where we talk movies and other things in entertainment can come check us out there and brian your fantasy football sucks again because i lost last oh week, so. my bad just, it's just it all there. depends on how good brian's team is doing. Uh -huh, exactly um you can find me and jake on a certain point of view if you're into the schmodown and movie trivia and all that fun stuff and uh yeah Dom, can they find you anywhere? No, they can't. But uh, <laughs> you not have any social media? Good for you. No, I don't. Wow. I'll just say, uh, uh, call someone you love. Tell him say, what's up? I love it. That's a that's yeah. a good thing. To, I love it. You can sometimes uh, find him on the Whiskey well, Jedi, mom. right? Yeah, he'll be oh, back wow. on the he'll be back on the Whiskey Jedi soon. That's for sure. Uh, speaking speaking of, I'll be doing one of those tomorrow. I'll be talking about Anakin and Ahsoka. Uh, if you want to join me on that one, uh, Hayden Christian officially joining that series. I'll be doing a little bit of a whiskey review on that one as well. A point POV each and every week as well. If you're part of the showdown um, and then here for right now, just on Tuesdays here with some uh, side videos on Apocalypse, our main show seven o'clock Pacific right here on this channel. And then we uh, do a couple side things here and there for a couple other things. A lot of movies coming out. So you'll see a lot of movie reviews here, trailer reactions, stuff like that. So stay tuned for that. You can find us at Apocalypse Movies on Twitter, uh, where you can stay stay up to date with everything here on POV. All the links are in the description. And as always, thank you guys so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. To all of you in the chat uh, who joined us live and listened to our Dune discussion, we love you guys. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And we'll catch you guys next week. Bye, guys.